Hey everybody, welcome back to Accidentally Fasting. Hey everybody. This is Alex. This is Katie. And we're here to talk to you today about news, big news, news that happens to people and places and things. Uh, this is Juicy Gossip. I know you guys like some gossip. I thought Goosey Jossip would make a good rap name. Jossip. Yeah. Goosey Jossip, baby, I ain't. That's actually a good name. Yeah, Goosey Jossip. That's actually That's good a good stuff. podcast name. We should have named our podcast that. Goosey Jossip. I've been thinking about starting an additional podcast about the federal answer to security controls for uh, cybersecurity NIST 853. Wait, a podcast? About yeah, that? like an additional one. You could do that. I think it'd be cool. 15 minutes, What's real it short. What's be called? So the thing that I'm going to talk about is FedRAMP, so it would be FedRAMP Trenches. Because you're in the trenches with the FedRAMP. You can talk about that here. No, nah, that doesn't sound interesting. I'll just be in the background smoking a cigarette. A whooping and a oh. hollering and a hooping and a dollaring. No, I'll be... Oh, there's here. a transition. Yeah, there's a transition. I was okay. going to be in the background smoking a cigarette, but, but... Guys, we have an announcement. We are with child. We're pregnant. P-R-E-G-A-N-T... One, two, three, four, five. Uh, feels good to say that. So I'm 12 weeks pregnant. This is why I've been, you know, cranky AF, sober AF, uh, you know. Feisty AF. Yeah. Uh, I went to the store and got some cookies and they were the wrong types of cookies and I, uh, I'm no. in trouble. I'm in the doghouse tonight. <laughs> Here, okay, you guys, this is what I asked him and I'm not saying this to fight. This is the story. So I texted him. I said... Man, I really want peaches. Wait, now that I think about it, I would like Little Debbie's. I would like Swiss rolls. Uh, oatmeal cream pies. What was the other thing? You said, I would like, first of all, you're like, man, I really want some peaches and an assortment of Little Debbie's such as yeah, such oatmeal as. cream pies and Swiss rolls. And cakes. I would also like a whatchamacallit. Also, also uh, mashed potatoes from Cracker Barrel KFC. Also... Was there one more? Yeah, Skittles strawberry shake thing from Taco Bell. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm going to be driving dude, around you know for what? eight fucking hours. You could have went straight through, or you're like, okay, what can I get here that's in a drive through Okay, combination KFC Taco Bell. The nearest one is about 20 minutes away. Yeah, 20 Head minutes. Head over there, go there, yeah. go into the grocery ghetto Smith. But you don't get a whatchamacallit or... Sure, anything well, no, good you go like over that to the ghetto area where they have the combination kfc and taco bell and then they have the ghetto grocery store that will undoubtedly have all that so anyway he comes back with milano orange and chocolate Heck cookies yeah. and then these reese's chips ahoy which are chewy they're really good but they're peanut butter if y'all been pregnant before it's just like uh it's hard to explain it. I always thought it was stupid before I got pregnant. I was like, oh my god, these pregnant bitches are annoying. 12 weeks ago. Yeah. Basically, uh, 28 years. More like six weeks ago. Until. So 28 Eight. years plus or minus a couple months until six weeks ago. You hate, you you didn't understand it. And then all of a sudden, six weeks ago, Dude, you were like, oh shit. on in my body? No. So this is what it's like. Like, most of the time you're super nauseous and everything sounds disgusting and everything smells really bad. And then there's like that certain you. foods that you do crave and it's it could be because everything else just sounds really bad. So if you're craving a specific thing and then you get another thing, you have a chance of like it making you 
sick. Cause That's weird. I never thought about the aversions as being negative. Uh, like, I don't like everything except for this. So you pick, like, the least of what you want or whatever? Or the least of what you don't want? Yes. That's real weird. Yeah, it's weird. So, anyways, I, I'm, I'm not... I wasn't hooting and a hollering. A whooping just... and a hollering and a hooting and a nollering. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's been quite an experience. Um, been having a really rough first trimester. Uh, you think so? Well, yeah, just I feel like shit. You I know? mean, I mean, I know that it's. I don't mean to minimize your experience, but you haven't really thrown up at all. No, so I haven't. That's the good thing. I haven't thrown up, but um, I've been pretty like emotionally just bogged down. True like, that. True that. Who that? Who that? Who that? This is a serious conversation. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean so, to. So nobody mm -hmm. really talked about depression and stuff in the first trimester and how it does affect you. There is a lot of like I guess prenatal depression that you get. So I got hit pretty hard with that. I, I feel a little bit better. And then I also have really bad anxiety, which I'll be just laying in bed trying to sleep. And then my heart just will beat super fast. And then, like, normally, I I'm normally have, like, depression anxiety anyway. But I use cognitive behavioral techniques to get over them, you know. But then... What are the techniques? You got to tell them. So, like, well, the first thing with cognitive behavioral therapy is recognizing the types of faulty thinking that you're having. So catastrophizing is one like you label it so let's say you're like your anxiety or whatever is causing you to like think this really anxious thought and you're kind of blowing it out of proportion well cognitive behavioral therapy is all about recognizing it and labeling it and saying oh, okay this is catastrophizing I can put this over here however now that I'm pregnant it's like I label it but it doesn't matter it's like my brain is just so like my hormones just really affect my emotions to the point where there's like it's you can't like CBT is just not working for that. But what does help is mindfulness. I think like that's probably been the most helpful thing is just being present and doing grounding techniques and things like that. Uh -huh. But yeah, I've been like What's a grounding technique? It's just funny that you're like Oh, you haven't had a rough semester trimester because you haven't been throwing up, but there's all this other stuff that goes Well, yeah, but I just mean, you know, a lot of times on the TV and the when the people are a hooting and a hollering and a whooping and a wallering, you know, there's a lot involved. And it seems like, at least from where I'm standing and in so far as you've been experiencing, is it ain't that difficult. I mean, aside from what has been difficult, but... Well, yeah, and then, I mean, I think, like, the mental stuff, that's why, like, it kind of sucks that people gloss over the mental aspects of it. Which is, like, a summary of our whole society. Right, yeah. America! Uh, grounding is just basically being, mind, like, just being really present, like... Mm -hmm. You know, noticing, like, three things in the room or, like, just... Oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Okay. Just kind of reaffirming that you're yeah. in a present moment. There's a lamp and, and a couch and a table so, and a floor. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Um. Anyway, but, yeah, that that helps and, um, you know... Does it w feel weird having two hearts inside of you? It does. Well, it's very draining. And that's the other symptom I was going to talk about is the fatigue has been really, really bad on me. I started a new job two months ago, and it's just been really hard for me to, like, 
acclimate to it because I feel like hung over every day. You know? Well, not only that, but when we were in Sea Asshole and Alasshole, there were you were pregnant and <laughs> you knew asshole. it, and we were like you were like nowhere to be found most of the time. Yeah, I slept. well like twenty five percent. It was of the hard time. doing that episode. Um, if you guys, I don't know, maybe you'll listen back to it, but you could probably tell, like, I mean, I've just been drained. I didn't get to do much, you know? I didn't get to do a lot of active stuff that I normally like to do. Like, I love walking miles and miles on trips, and I haven't, I didn't really do that. I mean, we kind of did, but... Nowhere near to the extent of what we would have. Like, I'm pretty sure that our record in Vegas is, like, 11 miles, and I think in Alaska we were pushing maybe 7,000 steps. Yeah. I mean, usually we get like tens of twenties of thousands of steps per vacation. It's And I think like, well, here in New Mexico, it's hard for me to breathe. It, it was cool in Alaska and Seattle because I was able to be more active than I am here. It's because ever since I became pregnant, it just automatically feels harder to breathe. Well, you've got 50% more blood in your guts and then you got uh, 50% less guts in your blood. So kind of yeah. ends up rounding out. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then I turned 29, and it was, like, kind of a weird birthday, like, it was nice, I mean, we were with family, and, you know, we played Uno Attacks, and and stuff like that, it was probably the first birthday I haven't gotten wasted in, like, years, you know, who knows, probably since I was 18, you know, man, yeah, so, that was different, um, you know, and that's fine, it's not like it was, like, sad that I couldn't do that, it was just, you know, it's like, wow, holy shit, you know. Reality sets in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different, for sure. It's weird telling people. Everybody's all excited. It's really? Like, I feel like people aren't as excited as I want them everybody to Everybody gets all fucking, and I'm like, what do you care, bro? I've had experiences where I tell people, and they're just like, oh, okay, you know. You mean like my whole family? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you don't listen to this, but... Uh, yeah, it, it, it's it been kind of weird. Like, I was just talking to some of my... Uh, I belong to an internet message board, and, like, this, there was a post about how this girl... A BBS, like, bulletin board system. Yeah, she told... Uh, G, uh, GeoCities original. She told her uh, family, and she was, like, crying, because, like, they're just like, oh, okay, what's for dinner, you know? Cool, so. bro. You got baby inside? Well, I mean, you know, like, or, or like some people like mac and cheese. Some people like having babies. Anyways, you got to work or what you got. But then there's this one story where this, like, this neighbor, I guess, like, found out that this lady was pregnant. And he didn't say congratulations to her. She, he said congratulations to her parents. And she was like, dude, that guy didn't even say anything to me. Like, it's really in... But it's did really he, trivial, but, like, Maybe he know. knows the parents real well, though, and not the lady. No, that's and not if what she the story didn't... was. She said that he didn't even know them at all. Like, that he knew the neighbor, like, the neighbor more because they lived next to them. Who's and he? The na- so it was the neighbor congratulating the, the, the parents right. of his neighbor that don't live next to him. The neighbor who Wait, lives what next the to fuck him do- All right, pregnant. I can't understand. I'm never going to understand. Dude, come on. The neighbor recognized... I don't care. It doesn't matter. All right. No, so let's say yeah, we let's have just a move neighbor. on. What's it his name? Jim? What's that Dan- fucker? I hate... Dan, yeah, Dan. Dan. So, okay. Let's say Dan, Dan knows I'm pregnant, right? All right. Hi, I Daniel. told him. 
or something, you know. Why did so you tell him though? You would. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't. So he doesn't tell me congrats. Oh, congratulations. But you didn't tell he him. He tells your mom and dad. Wait, but what divorced. if he's just been showing and then he's like, "Oh, you're pregnant," and he's really good friends with your parents? Anyway, dude, come on. That's what I said. We don't need to talk about it because nobody gives a I, shit about really? Daniel and the other people. And the parents and stuff. I don't care. I just I mean the the mystery I, of figuring it out. All that was doing was illustrating that when we just it's trivial things that seem trivial to you, but it's like we're ultra sensitive or whatever. That's all I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is it's a mystery that we'll never be able to solve based on what you read on the whatever, internet. Whatever, dude. I'll send you the link. I'll post it. I don't want to read it. Instagram. <laughs> Oh. Shit. Anyways, it's nice when you have a supportive partner when you're pregnant, which uh, Alex has been It's nice good. when you're supporting him. I was just getting compliments. I didn't hear it. I just said you were supportive. It's pretty true. I got two by two bags of cookies today. Yeah, I mean, other than this fiasco, he's been good. Fiasco? I mean, at least I was 75% correct with peanut butter, chocolate, cookie, and Is that what a muchimacala has peanut butter in it? Yeah, it's a peanut butter crisper. I thought it just had caramel and peanuts in it. Dude, speaking of crisper, fucking this shit freaks me out, dude. Uh, I was reading this thing online today about crisper and how they can like genetically modify babies and shit now. And like how different countries' governments are already working on weaponizing genetic modification. And I don't mean like... Your hippie bullshit with your GMOs and your non-GMOs, I don't care. I'm pro-GMO. But what I'm saying is, like, you fucking, like, you you do something to human beings' genes and it, like, makes them age fast or something like that. And, you know, that like, you weaponize basically destroying the DNA of humans or whatever. Hmm. Right? Fucking, like, that's that's some World War II fucking... Why is it called a CRISPR? That sounds so innocent. Well, no, CRISPR is the program that they have, or whatever. That, that... does it? Well, no, I mean, that's... this uh, CRISPR is just an example of a genetic modifying, like, system or whatever. So, like, it's some sort of gene modifying... I'm actually not 100% sure what CRISPR is, because I wasn't reading about CRISPR... So, uh, but it's some way, it's a methodology or, or hardware. Comment below in wherever you're listening and let me know what it is, because I probably knew at one point and don't anymore. But, so, but there, but I was just using that as an example, like, they're going to start weaponizing this shit. So when I was, when I read that, I was like, damn, dude, that's fucking crazy. Like, thinking about, like, us, you and me walking down the street, you got a little bun in the oven... And then a bomb goes off, but there's no explosion. And it's just this weird genetic, chemical, biological thing that now we age, you know, three, four times as fast. What the fuck, dude? That's fucked up. Does the That's person who I'm receives saying. it thinks they're having a baby? Wait, what? No. That was just, I was just saying that we were walking down the street. <laughs> I don't know how they, how do they implement it, though? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. That's but the, I'm But there's countries trying to weaponize that shit. Well, you know, just the fact that you can modify genes. That's crazy. As in genetics. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, fucking crazy, man. And I was like, yeah, so I'm sitting there reading this shit, and I'm like, dude, this is some Nazi-ass fucking bullshit. They're going to weaponize this shit and be like, we need to destroy all Asians because we're at war with China or Russians or whatever. They're going to find a genetic difference in between, which doesn't, 
I mean, it's not exist, but they can grab other things, right? And say, no, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, like they just drop a bomb on an area or whatever, Hmm. Uh, you know, but I thought that was pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, that's like, you know, and then you think about stuff like that and what you're bringing a child into, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of, kind of depressing. Well, I mean, it's something that you got to think about, you know, the world. But, I mean, everybody always... That's the thing. No matter where you live, everybody always thinks that their thing is the end of the world, right? Like, I've lived in Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Hawaii, South Carolina, New Mexico, in different cities, uh, and potentially some more places, plus traveling, right? And everybody's always like, oh my god, the terrorists are going to attack us first there, Bob. And it's like, no, you, you don't realize you're all saying that. It's fucking fear-mongering. Mm. Like, that's how they got you to, you know, think that shit. Well, the, the thing is, too, it's like, you know, think about if you were living in the 40s when... Because we talked about, you know, the atomic bomb being dropped. Nuclear. Nuclear bomb being dropped. Uh, but, you know, think about that. Like, that must have been... Like, people are probably like, what the fuck did I bring my child into? Well, in the know? Cold War and, like... Yeah, I mean, there's there's always stuff. Um, it's something that, uh, yeah, I mean, to think about. Yeah. Well, it's just... It's insane that, to me, that a couple people rule the outcomes of, you know... Like, it's probably, like, four people rule each quarter of the globe. And... At any time, they could destroy 25% of humanity. I thought that was going to go in a different direction. I thought you were going to say two people control the outcome of one talking about parents and their kid. Well, that's true, yeah. I mean, that, that too. That true. That true debt. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's true, too, to a certain extent. But, you know, nature versus nurture. And, and there's so many groups involved. As they say, it takes a village to raise a goat or whatever. Uh, you know, there's all these people involved in all this shit. You can't really, you can't really help because, I mean, if you think about it, like, the people your kid spends the most time around are other kids, and they're all dumb as shit, too, you know? Like, they might be getting good grades, but they're dumb as fuck. When I was a, when I was a little kid, I did dumb shit, you know? And everybody else around me, we used to take these little seeds that were probably, like, the size of my palm... And rocks and shit, and put them in sandballs of wet sand and throw them at each other. Like, huh. that's the people I spent fucking that's all my like days boys with. Wars will be boys type shit. Well, then, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Oh, yeah, like, you don't, I mean, How dumb are Like, fucking sandballs of rocks so and as shit? As a young girl, I've done some fucked up shit. Not to, well, kinda. I mean, just the things that I would do, I, like, still feel like I, like, shudder. I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking, you know? Yeah. Fucking weird well, shit. Well, I think everybody like, feels not, that. But way. you know, you're you're impulsive and you don't think about things. You just do it when you're young and Well, and you can't necessarily see, you know, your because your brain doesn't fully complete developing until like 26 or whatever the fuck it is nowadays that they think it is, which is probably not true. I mean, it's probably like closer to 30. I mean, Yeah, for men but, it is, for women it's like 26. So, like you know, when you're a kid and you're 15 and you're thinking like, well, I'd like to have a lot of fun and throw this rock at a window, you know, of the sheriff or whatever, then like you just fucking do it because you're like, you can only, your brain can only comprehend like five minutes in the future or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I learned from it and shit, luckily, 
some people still have no fucking self-awareness or comprehension of long-term consequences, even though they're like 45, so, which drugs probably helped ruin that for them, you know, because you take drugs at an age where your brain's developing, that shit will fuck you up forever. Well, and I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I can't really, yes, that is true, but just full disclosure, I've done a lot of drugs, like, you know what I mean? So it's not like a big deal. I, I mean, what I'm saying is like... And that's why you fucking do dumb shit still. Jesse. That's why I sit here going like, I know I do what I'm dumb. talking Oops, about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, no, like, I, I mean, there's a there's a balance, you know, and it's not always like... I mean, but I think what what you mean by a lot is like hard drugs and a fuck ton. That's what I'm talking about. The level of like experimenting, that's like a normal teenager that's going to experiment with drugs. I am not talking about that. I'm talking about being like alcohol dependent or, you know, using meth continuously or, you know, even cocaine probably. Like they've all had long-term effects like that, you know. Well, and a lot of the more like psychological drugs that make you feel like all fucked up like ecstasy and fucking uh You mean psychedelic drugs? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but all drugs are psychological cuz you just said psychological. And well, they all have No, I didn't necessarily mean psychedelic, but like if you smoke pot, you're just going to sit there and be like a doy. And if you get drunk, you're going to sit there and be like a but if you do fucking ecstasy, then you feel weird things and you want to do weird things. Well, like, yeah, and it still affects, I mean, because you're thinking about the serotonin that's being developed and all the other chemicals, like an, an abundance of chemicals that are being developed and you're doing it at a young age to where your brain isn't fully developed. This is why it's bad for your brain, basically. Well, then your brain you what, thinks that that's the like normal activity physically because you train it to believe that or what? I mean, yeah, it could, but then that's why a lot of depression happens. Then you need serotonin reuptakes, which are antidepressants, to Damn. deal with that. But anyway, I don't know how we got into this. No, that's cool. That was really interesting because, like, I mean, you know, we've been through depression and shit before. I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about. And, like, what's interesting, the biggest thing for me in, like, considering having a child was, like, well, what if I get super depressed again? You know what I mean? Like... Being at the point where I've got to be conscious. And I think, like, at 31 years old, like, I think I've finally got a grip on that where I can be like, okay, I'm recognizing my symptoms at a smaller level. So I can counteract it now to kind of prevent a huge upswing in, in depression or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, yeah, like, like you're saying, being aware is number one and also you know i think you know counseling is super helpful um and not oh, yeah, being afraid to, to like you know <laughs> counseling yeah but just not being afraid to you know if you do need because for like during this pregnancy i'm like uh do i fucking need antidepressants or something because i was really afraid you know that my brain was just going to be fucked up this whole pregnancy but um, seems like it's, it's okay. It's, it's getting better as, cause right now I'm 12 weeks. So I have two more weeks and then I'll be, or is it one more week? I think it's one more week. I'll be in the second trimester and your hormones really level out at that point because your baby relies on your placenta more. So at that point, you know, I think like it'll be a lot calmer. So I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll have to kind of wait and see, like, the roller coaster ride of hormones. Like, it's really interesting. And, the, I mean, the, from my perspective, the weird thing was, like, I was noticing changes in my attitude based on how I regulated my reactions to your behavior. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, at, at a certain point, I was like, I can't fucking handle this fucking dumb shit. And then we started arguing a whole bunch, and then I think it kind of, like, swung back in the other direction, but... Anyway, that wasn't an argument that was, I think, you expecting me to blow up. Ooh. Blow up like a blimp? Or blow up like a hot air... or a volcano? I'm, I'm blowing up like a blimp right now, by the way. That's not true. I think your self-perception is modified by the hormones and, and all that shit, too. Yeah. I mean, it's been interesting seeing the dietary changes, like, that's something I don't understand because, to me, like, evolutionarily, a body should be like, yo, I'm building a baby, I need baby pieces, and get, like, meat and vegetables or whatever, but instead it's like, I'm building a baby, I need donuts and cookies <laughs> and ice cream. Yeah, that's it. that's been really hard. I would say, like the a lot of my issues are just the fact that you know I'm probably boring Alex with this because I've been talking about this but just you know dealing with that change and not eating healthy like it makes me feel disgusting like before I got pregnant you know you guys know that I've lost weight and I've maintained my weight loss and it's something that I'm proud of and it makes me happy to like eat healthy and feel in control of my diet and then right now I feel really out of control with it it's like even if I try to like set limits and stuff it just seems so much harder because it's like like I was saying like you're nauseous and for me unfortunately my aversions well my main aversion is barbecue like Smoke. the fucking microwave by the way smells really like oh yeah smoked like it smells like that smoke flavor yeah so I microwaved a burrito and it like, oh god, it was like making me sick. But anyway, yeah, for some reason I have an aversion to smoked meat, which really sucks because normally I like it. But I also just don't like, you know, a lot of vegetables. Like I don't, I normally love cauliflower and broccoli and stuff. And then like now it just is so disgusting. It's mostly like cooked vegetables that really well, gross I'd me out. Well, I'd say that cauliflower, even though it's underrated, is a totally overrated vegetable. I mean, I, I like it. I like it with like some nice spices on it. But anyway, yeah, that's a... Uh, oh, we should make like yeah, uh, well, if you orange ever, chicken cauliflower stuff. If you, ever, if you ever Googled uh, gentle warts, it looks Whoa. like cauliflower. So uh, I swear it's so fucking Never nasty. mind about making fucking... <laughs> Orange chicken cauliflower. God dang. Orange chicken gentle words. God dang. That was fucked up. Oh, by the way, I didn't guys, know that twist was going to happen. You know right what there. fucking sucks, dude? I changed my Instagram name just to be funny. I just was craving it for some craving it to change it to tampon dispensers. And so today I was like, you know what? It, Instagram told me I got 20 days. I'm going to go back to gas station snacks. Apparently I can't go back to it, even though nobody else took it, so I don't know what's up with Instagram. How come you're not tampon snacks? I guess I can be that next. Anyway, so if you see my Instagram kind of going haywire, it's Just because go to I'm the really AF pregnant. Thought, yeah, it don't make no difference. They, they, well, they'll still see your cool pictures. Yeah, but then people don't know it's me, but... Hey, um, speaking of Instagram, I'm posting a series of uh, 
of rejection letters from literary agents right now. I just posted three out of four of the current ones. And hopefully I'll be getting about eight more rejection letters. How many did you uh, request did you send? Just about 12. All right. Well, hopefully I'll be getting seven more and one not rejection letter. But, you know, whatever. That's not really that many, 12. No. And as I was saying, I mean, it's kind of like almost a good sign that your stuff isn't that accept or appealing to like you know it's some like if it were so yeah if it's so appealing that these like vanilla literary people i'm not i'm not saying that i know what they do but that's most of the time i mean they want something that sells or whatever well i mean a lot of times what it is is i mean it's a very complicated retarded process excuse my language but the, the the fucking thing is like so you send them this letter, and it's like, hey, read my book. This is what it's about. It's like a paragraph, and then uh, you and then you paste like some number of pages into the email, and that's it. So you you say, hey, hello, I'd like you to read my book. It's about this dude and these friends, and they have fun, and they don't have fun, and then everything, everybody dies, whatever, which is usually the case with my stories i guess that's everybody that should die does die anyway so you just you know they probably just read that first paragraph and they're like wow that sounds horrible and then they move on you know well, it's yeah, not like i'm super not offended by time that. to read all of it well they yeah they just read the little blurb so either i'm not writing exciting enough blurbs or people are really reading it and they're like nah, i don't really get it yeah. Which is fine, like, I mean, whatever, dude. Not everybody's gonna read books. It's just, it's so weird to, like, have something so subjective be, you know, of course that's like that with any form of art. Well, what's interesting is that you, like, you know, if you interview for a job, there's, like, a panel of people, and they all put down judgments in a form or whatever, like, when you're sending out a book like this, you're really relying on, you know, 5 to 10% of the book, one paragraph, and one person. And that's it. So you don't get these, like, phone calls, you don't get to talk to people, you don't get to explain it to them, you just, you literally get, like, one paragraph and then a couple pages of your book, How if they personal. care to go that far. Yeah, it's really lame, like, I think that it's still the the introductory part of the publishing process is still in the stone age i'm pretty sure that there could be a lot done to change the way that's handled but you know fuck it whatever People yeah i mean you think that do. it would evolve with this like no new wave of shit nobody even well, literally every other industry either. right i mean the music industry doesn't work that way anymore uh like there's not there's not really many industries that rely on a single email like somebody just like I mean imagine being a literary agent and you get like 500 emails from authors and you're just reading through 500 single paragraphs about books to see if you're interested in reading more or whatever it's like super strange. Well, and it's like what are their qualifications too, you know? Like what is their background and why are they a fucking literary literary agent? It's like when someone's a reviewer, you know? Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, they like it's that's why I self-publish, I think, because I'm like, fuck it, dude. Why rely on one person? The only thing is, is like there's no millionaire billionaire company to back me in advertising my shit. 
because I'm publishing my books. Yeah, and it's I, hard, and you're not famous. It's not like it's Joe Rogan writing a book, you know what I mean? Joe Rogan. Seems like in order to be a famous, you know, author nowadays, you have to have that fan base already. Well, not only that, but podcaster too, right? Will Ferrell's got his fucking oh, man. Ron What's-His-Face podcast that's advertised on iHeartRadio. That shit pisses me off because I feel like podcasts are for, like, the little people, you know? It's for the people that... You know, it's a way for us to be creative and, you know, get our shit out there. And then these fucking huge-ass A-list celebrities, they already make so much fucking money from their movies and shit and TV, have to, like, use this medium. And it's like, dude, get the fuck out. I mean, maybe it's good. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because, it, like, it'll get more people listening to podcasts, maybe. But I think it also sets a certain precedent for podcasts where... It's kind of like that um, true crime bullshit that people do. Like, like that's that's now, like, crime drama and shit is the most popular category or genre on Netflix. And it's the same way for podcasts. Like, it's all these people... I mean, to me, that's kind of bullshit. Like, you didn't come up with a story about a crime. You just are telling a story that happened. So why am I not just cruising Wikipedia? Right, just Google that shit. And most of the time they don't have any new information, you know? Right, well, and most of, the, most of the time it's like if you and I started a true crime podcast about the West Mesa murders in Albuquerque, I mean, we're not fucking experts in anything, you know? We're not criminalologists. Like, we have no right to be talking about whether or not the dude with the blonde hair from that Netflix TV show should go free or not. Yeah, yeah, dude, I don't know if I'd mentioned this in another podcast, but I was listening to one. I can't even remember what it was called, but they did an episode about Elliot Smith's death, and he killed himself, but, like, it was this, you know, discussion of, was it his girlfriend who murdered him, or was it suicide? And I just got so irritated because they just glossed, like, this person was, like, such a amazing, like, musician, like, you know, fucking helped so many people with his music, was amazing, and they're just glossy, like, yeah, his music's always, like, was too depressing for me, I only know that one song, uh, Miss Misery, and it's like, dude, come on, like, if you're not gonna actually research the person, and you're gonna sit there and limit their life to, like, their suicide, and that's all you talk about, that's fucked up, dude. And so, well, yeah, and they're that, not qualified they're, to they're... even talk about somebody's death. Like like you're saying, they have no fucking credentials to be like, oh, yeah, this was a suicide. Oh, or, yeah, this was a Right, they're homicide. looking at police files that police have already... I'm betting that police get ten times as many false positives as they do false negatives. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... They're, they're arresting so many more innocent people than they are not arresting guilty people, for sure. Well, I, I don't know about that. But... I mean, not, I'm not saying, like, the crimes that we don't know happened or whatever. Like, where, like, somebody's murdered and we never find a body so nobody ever fucking knows about it. But, like, where the cops go in to investigate a death and it turns out to be a suicide like this case. Where they're like, yeah, they've reviewed the evidence. They say, yeah, there's some weird shit, but maybe not enough to pin murder on somebody or something. But... I mean, the goal when somebody dies also isn't to say, yes, this was murder. I just think it's weird that people can't accept that suicide is an option for people, you know? Because we see it so many times when somebody kills themselves, it's like, people automatically think it's murder. Well, that's an embarrassing thing, and that, like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of very complicated emotions around it because of the way that we see, like, 
you know, living should be this positive thing. I think happiness and the desire to have happiness absorb our lives is part of that. Like, Yeah, there's a really good book, guys. Um, I forget the author, but it's called The Happiness Trap. And it's basically, so if you've never heard of positive psychology, positive psychology is is looking at the positives of, of things, of behaviors, instead of the negatives. So when we look at the DSM-5, it's listing disorders, so it's like these like negative behaviors associated with a disorder. Positive psychology is like, okay, well, what are the things that make humans do good things? Or like, what is this? So they're looking at behavior in a different way. So the happiness trap, and, and they have a positive psychology is also like proponents of your medium state of mind is not happiness that's not normal like you're not happy all the time like happiness is a mood just like anger and whatever sadness you know so that's not something as a society you know it always gets fucking drilled into your head you need to be happy you need to be happy and it's like no like i mean the goal is to feel content you know but it's also perfectly healthy to feel different emotions you know that's a really like like buddhist yeah, like, that's where they get it. Like, that's what positive psychology like gets a lot in like mindfulness, yeah, of course. Well, and like the thing is, is like you walk down the middle path or whatever. Like you have your uh, you to be freed from suffering. Like you can't. It's a pendulum that swings both ways. So if you're too happy for too long, then you're gonna crash because you've created this false perception of the world or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm, the problem with me that I know I've always been this way, though, is, like, I'm always just, well, they say that people who are depressed have a more realistic outlook on life than, like, super happy people, I guess, or, like, naturally pessimist, or, sorry, optimistic people. Comment below and tell us if you're happy. So, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, happy. but for me, I constantly think of the worst thing, because I just want to be prepared for it, like, I just constantly, and that's been really hard because I've been trying not to do that during this pregnancy. Catastrophizing, because, right? Exactly. Well, it's not even, yeah, that's like an, that's a maladaptive way for me to deal with, like, stress. It's like, if I can just think the worst thing, then I'll be, then it's like anything will be good after that, you know? But that's not healthy because then it just causes a bunch of stress. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I try to think, I try to just wait and see what happens. I think that's kind of the thing, like, I've been working towards in my brain my whole life is like, well, I could worry, but, you know, maybe there's no point because it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it, too, except, going with the flow. Except for that kind of is weird sometimes because it's difficult to process emotions when you're like, in you know, somebody's fucking dying thing. in an ambulance or whatever, and you're like, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> And you're like that during this pregnancy, Which is, yeah. You know what's crazy? Like, this is, I think to be pregnant, being a female who's pregnant, like, it's hard because the men are always super chill, you know? Because they're not pregnant. But it's not only that. It's like, you are taking full responsibility. You feel, it's not true, but it's like, you are in full responsibility of this little being's health. And it's like you feel so much pressure, you know, and it's like, there's guilt, there's like, all this stuff that goes along with it, but I don't think men understand, you know? Cause... Well, it's weird picture, and this is what either that weird app that we use or the weird book that we read said, like... Weird app or weird book? 
it said that it's hard for men to, uh, what do you call it, um, bond with a thing. Because, I mean, really, it's just like, if you think about, like, biologically at the dumbest level for a person who looks at you, it's like, oh, you're growing fatter in the stomach area. You know, that's literally, like, if you're just looking at the perception of, like, your physical being. So it's like this weird thing where it's, like, hard. I mean, I've seen the ultrasounds, I've heard the heartbeats, but... So I know it's there, so there's this bond there, but it's not like I'm seeing this thing that... Well, dude, that's exactly how I feel. Like, I don't have this instant bond, you know? I don't still feel... I don't feel pregnant. Like, I feel crazy and I feel fat and stuff, but I don't feel like... And then a lot of women talk about that. They're like, oh, you're supposed to, like, instantly be in love with your child, you know? Yeah. I mean, I have, like, love for him and, like, loving what it's going to be. But it's hard, and that's why, you know, because a lot of people like to wait to find out the gender, but, or sorry, sex. But for me, I feel like I want to know just because it makes it more, even more personal, you know, just to know, oh, I can yeah, say that's, that's my little girl, that's my little boy, you know? I was thinking that same thing today. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, you know, my biggest fear in, in this whole thing is like, oh, shit, now I've got fucking, you know... 40 years to worry about another family member dying like that's how I feel about it yeah that's hard I mean that's life though I don't yeah to me I worry about Eisenhower dying you know I can't even imagine like it's how just hard fucked it's up gonna be because now I've caused something to live that's going to die that's weird yeah it's kind of evil in a way yeah interesting to think about that from that perspective but I mean and it doesn't, because I don't believe in intrinsic value of stuff, like, I don't, you know, it's like, everything is assigned value, like, uh, it's this, it's this weird, like, and I don't mean that as in, like, I've, you know, consciously decided to believe in it, I just don't, like, the way that I think about stuff, I don't believe that, I don't see intrinsic value in anything, it's all assigned, but, so that it's this weird shit, I've got this weird dilemma where I'm like, well, I mean, I know I'm going to care about this thing, but right now I'm like, fuck, it's going to die later, and it's like, it's not going to want to. But aren't you to. supposed to go with the flow? That's your mindset? Well, yeah, but it's hard, you know, <laughs> in relation to life and death. Anyway, that's really depressing. Well, I don't know if that's realistic. Yeah, know? but it's I mean, like, that's a fuck ton of time. 40 point, years is, you know? a, is, a, is a lot of time. 40 years? That's super young. They better not uh, die at 40 that's years. That's me, not it. <laughs> Well, wait, you're going to die before them, so what do you care? Whoa, all right. It's at 69. 69? Oh, yeah. Dude, the really good news, fuck everything you just said. 69's getting out of prison when as soon as I have my baby, our baby. Some some people's children, man. So that means I'm going to have fucking, la like, I'm going to have the best labor ever, because hopefully he's got some music out by then. Yeah. Anyways, I was going to talk about, how much time do we have left? Enough. Oh, because I was going to go on a rant. I was going to talk about, like, how uh, miscarriage is so glossed over, you know? And I never realized it until I was in positions where I thought I was miscarrying. Like, during my six-week pregnant, I think, it was right before we went to Alaska, I started spotting pretty bad. Like, usually they're like, oh, if it's brown, you're good, it's old blood. But if it's red, that's bad. So then, like... I was spotting a little bit, and which is like, I was like, whatever, and then I was getting red and shit, and it was like, I seriously thought I was having a miscarriage, like, it was so fucking awful. Turns out everything was okay, 
but there's these thing called missed miscarriages that women go through where so when we went to the first ultrasound like there's time so many times like this is so common women will go to their first ultrasound or maybe even their second and they'll find out or they'll like look up there like oh there's no heartbeat there's no sack or whatever and these women have to just get this news delivered by the ultrasound tech and don't have like any support you know and it's like not only you know it's just it's so sad it's like there's not a lot of like people and it's weird because people are like don't tell anybody you're pregnant until you're like 20 29 weeks you know don't tell anybody you're pregnant until you're basically having the baby is what people make it sound like but to me that's kind of fucked up because I think that's promoting this culture of not talking about loss you know and it's so common it's like Life and death, that's natural. Like, death is natural, and most of the time when you're having miscarriages early on, it's a protective thing. It's like there's some there's some defect. Like, it's a good thing that it happened, because it most likely, you know, would have been really bad anyway. But it's just, it's, I think it needs to be talked about. And women don't see it as, you know, a good thing. It's fucking painful. For well, I think the thing to understand is, like, you know, dealing with, such a scenario alone versus with your support group and how big you want your support group to be and how you would tell people outside of the support group uh you know if something bad did happen and like up until 12 weeks or whatever or eight weeks or whatever it is there's like a 33 or a 33 percent chance that it will actually take as they say you know, it's like yeah. one third of pregnancies make it or something like that once they're... And most people, like, never even know that that happened or something. Yeah, it's a chemical pregnancy. But, you know, like, the, the those scenarios where that happens, like, you know, the you, I guess you don't... I guess, I mean, the medical folks would be sort of uh, callous or whatever, I would think. Yeah, because it's so common. Yeah, they well, and even if it's not common, they just, you know, like, medical people are fucking weird about shit. They're like, yeah, that person's that's got That's why, their... like, I have a midwife, and that's why I like midwives, because they're not, you know, that's not how they interact with their uh, patients. Well, she's been super chill about telling you, like, no, don't worry about that. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so It just cool. feels more personal, I guess, like, versus seeing a OBGYN. But... A doctor with a clipboard walk in and say, well, you're still pregnant. See you in a month. <laughs> exactly. But, but a lot can well, happen in a month, too. It's fucking nuts, dude. I know. Well, the thing is, too, like, if it's so easy to tell, if it's like, okay, you tell someone you're pregnant... You could also, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like you tell me you're having a miscarriage. It's common. It happens. So, like, if I'm telling somebody I'm not that close with that I'm pregnant, you know, and then I have to tell them I'm having a miscarriage, it's like I'm not saying that's comfortable, but it allows people to see that this is a normal, this is a thing that happens and it needs to be talked about more because, like, I don't know. I just, I think it's, yeah, I thought well, I always thought it was something that was so, like I I knew a lot of women who've had miscarriages, but you know when you're going through that whole and then usually but you don't usually find out till years after. But that's women's choices too, you know. They don't got to be telling everybody they're having miscarriages. But anyway. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, there's there's shit that I've learned in my family, fucking when I was thirty years old, where I was like, well, dang. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just painful. Yeah, it's like a cast iron; it never gets old. Yeah. Wah, wah, Never scream, scream you know what off. fucking pisses me off? I'm going to derail this conversation, Ugh. but I've been sitting here thinking about this this whole fucking podcast. That's rude. 
Well, I mean, no, it's not. So, uh, there was this, there was this, uh, video that I watched where these two PhD dick faces were talking about living in a simulation, right? Which we have talked about on the regular truth, uh, in an episode that was... Never aired? That was deleted accident. Well, it was all fucked up, but... So, like, here's what pissed, pissed me off. The, the shit that these two PhD dick faces in fucking penguin tuxedo suits were talking about was, like, so fucking stupid level, like, dumb, that I was like, why am I even listening to them talk about this? Like... That was your fault. That I... That they were dumb? That you were listening to it. It's true. I turned it off because it was stupid. I kept waiting for them to say something super profound, and it was like... Oh, they're not going to? Why? What the fuck? So it's these two guys, and they're obviously sitting in a bedroom, which really? is super weird. They're like next to a dresser with a lamp on it and they're two microphones to be clamped to it. Dude. Well, yeah, but the thing, well, I mean, I don't care about that. But what I'm saying is like, you know, they're talking, oh, when I was with this company working a hot shot, whatever, blah, 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 doing AI and all this stuff. And so they're talking about their technical experience. They're, they're name dropping companies that they worked for, right? And then, or the one guy is, and then the other dude, the PhD in the suit, is like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah about these simulations and what we live in and stuff. And the other guy's like, well, but we could never break out of the simulation because they would have better technology to keep us in, like virtual machines, stuff like that, which you can break out of. But we're talking about technology that can't simulate an entire civilization to the level that we would need, right? So then the fucking, that's it. They're just done. They're like, well, yeah, but... Uh, you know, it could be a really simple, really simple set of code that runs the simulation. Bah, like, that was the big... And I was like, what the fuck kind of stupid-ass shit was that, dude? Like, the conversation that we had with the regular truth, you know, the four of us normal people sitting there talking about this shit, was like ten times more in-depth than these mm, PhD damn. assholes. So I'm really bummed that we missed our episode that it got fucked up, the audio, because... Of the great conversation that we had with yeah, Phil and Alicia about one. that. You know, talking about, like, our perceived emotions and the perception of time and how none of that may actually exist because the code is written for us to believe that those things exist and happen in a certain order and stuff like that. And, like, they, they don't go into any of this, right? And they're, they're fucking PhDs and they're like, well, it's probably a virtual machine that... You know you can't break out of because well, the code's really simple. PhD in though, you know. Fucking, this is their. This is literally these people are are two dudes who are like known for they this shit. They got secrets and they just don't want to tell them. And they don't got no fucking. So they got they got fucking PhDICKSs. Maybe suck. it was just like a you know an intro thing for people and then they'll kind of delve into it if they're planning on making like a series about it. No, it was an interview a guy had on a podcast. Huh. Yeah, and well, but the guy's like, you know, when I, because the guy's like, I, the one guy, they were kind of talking like, you know, again, these are two PhD fucking dudes that are like in their early or late twenties, early thirties, and the guy's like, yeah, um, you know, I'd rather live in virtual reality, like, you know what I mean? And the guy's like, what do you mean, like, live there? And he's like, I'd, I'd rather like physically live in a cool virtual reality world because there's so much to do, and I'm like. You guys got through fucking college with that? Like, go smoke your pot at the fucking high school backyard stadium under the bleachers and talk about that shit. You fucking, you waste of fucking school money. 
like, I don't know, I just get all fired up because that, like, it's a topic that I'm really passionate about and I, and I like to think that I try. comment and explain to them that that was disappointing? No, it wasn't on YouTube. I don't remember where it was, but I didn't have an account, so I couldn't, nah. you know, if I had, I probably would have been like, this was the dumbest video I've ever seen, but... We should link it in our uh, description. <laughs> I don't want to spread any fucking mis misinformation from those assholes, but... Yeah, so I was kind of disappointed, though, because, I mean, like... Like I said, we had a really good conversation about, you know, like... The perception of reality that could have been coded into us to make us believe that we're doing all this shit. And, and thinking about, you know, pregnancy in relation to simulation life, like, is kind of interesting to me because... It's like, yeah, we're bringing something into the world or, or, you know, it w would be simulation, but it's really just this code that we were programmed to live out to execute this other code that would turn into another individual or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Like, if in relation to if reality were a simulation, like, that's what a baby would be. It was just one one group of code and another group of code making a third group of code. And mm -hmm. they wouldn't be actually related in any way other than the way they look so that we perceive it as being a child or whatever. Well, good thing we're not in a virtual reality. I know, but that's what I'm saying, right? Is they fucking just say, not virtual reality, but uh, a virtual machine is a, is a software computer that runs inside of a hardware computer or whatever, sort of. That's a really simplistic explanation, but... You know, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the guy's like, well, you can just have simple code that runs, and then I'd like to move into an apartment. And then the guy, literally, the PhD guy who's interviewing the guy is like, don't you think that there would be other people who had cool apartments in the virtual reality? What the fuck? And the guy's like, well, yeah, but, like, I don't think my apartment's less cool because my neighbor has a cool apartment. My apartment's still my cool apartment because it's my apartment. And I was like, Wonder this that is... was just a joke episode or something. It could have been, because it, it really does sound like a joke now yeah, that I'm talking might, about it. it might be, dude. But these they guys were trolling. serious as shit, and it was in a tech fucking posty website deal thing. And I was watching it like, oh my god. This is what... Ha and I hate to be that guy, because I'm, I totally agree with pot, and like, I don't care at all. But that's literally what fucking happens when you smoke too much pot. And you go on a podcast, and you're supposed to be some kind hey, of expert. They were productive, though. They got their PhDs. Yeah, it's just fucking crazy, though, right? Like, yeah. I mean, to think about that being the, like, leading edge of philosophers on simula simulant life. Like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Step up your fucking game. Sir Isaac Newton's rolling in his uh, grave. In his virtual... Yeah, it's is, virtual, uh, Who is the one? Dis Walt Disney's rolling in his frozen ice cube. Ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry that derailed. It just all the things that we were talking about made me think back to this, and then it pissed me off to think about it. So I had to go on a little rant, too. Well, you know, I I am um, want to say this. We're talking about technology. And I see that social media and internet is so fucking hazardous. To my mental health that I've tried to step away from it right now. Well, I think that's why podcasts and websites are good. Like, it's ten bucks a year to own your own website at most. And it's free, call it twelve bucks for microphones to do a podcast. So, you know, that's what we got started with, was a website and a podcast, and there we are. You know, and then now people can catch up with us and hang out with us on the internet. 
and uh, which, by the way, we really appreciate. We've got t-shirts for sale. Yeah, still. now that we're knocked up. Com. Now that we're knocked up, fork it over. Yeah, bring the gravy train. Choo -choo. That'd be cute to have the baby in a little accidentally fasting shirt. That would. We, need we to should make get a some fucking onesies, onesie, yo. Yeah. Be wearing that every day. Yeah. Well, it's exciting to share this news with you guys. I feel relieved. Feels like I was holding this secret, so it's nice to be able to talk about it freely and yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. So it's it's good to have a little bit of an outlet to talk about the baby. And, yeah, so that's uh, keeping it a secret. The heartbeat and the ultrasounds and the the uh, cookies. The cookie drama. Satisfactory cookies. Never forget. We'll never On forget. On a scale from moment. one to five, do you strongly agree or strongly disagree to that? Uh, the cookies are good. Dude, the the Reese's uh, chips, Chewy Chips Ahoy, they're good. They just weren't what I'm. All right. Well, next time we'll get you a whatchamacallit. And all you listeners, next time we'll get you oh, a whatchamacallit. Oh, by the way, guys, I've never had a whatchamacallit till like, last weekend. I was literally having, like, an orgasm. That's why I wanted it. He saw how much I loved it. That's why I just, damn. He's not going to let me know. 28 years and however many weeks of life. And you never, oh, no, it was 29 for this because you yeah, had one. You got, isn't it weird that you got pregnant before you ate a whatchamacallit? <laughs> that is weird. Seems like it'd be opposite. Seems like whatchamacallit's the key to fertility. Yeah, all right. Well, everybody, what you, you call it, we're out of here. We're out. Peace, love, babies, fertility, ball sacks, rose, firm, rose crystal, no, rose quartz, chromosomes, beaming warmth into your eyeballs and your ears. Just you. remember that Donald Trump was a baby once. Yeah, and, and he'll be a... Actually, he's still a baby. Yeah. Oh, by the way... I do want to say this, um, never mind, I was going to say something serious about nice. the shooting. Oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, we'll save that for next time. Yeah, it's been bugging me. Okay, bye guys. Adios muchacharinos.